0: yeah strong winds in here good morning and uh, (laughs) hello kids welcome to season three and episode number 190 of the daily beaver here on the cryer media network today recording day is monday august 21st 2023 and um i didn't check the weather so let's just say it's going to be a day here at the beaver (laughs) I'm your host, the eager beaver, pronounce he, him, hey, Mr. Beaver, eh? And with me, as always, is my dear friend, Mr. Grizzly. Of course, a big thank you goes to our podcast's founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, The Misfy Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. We have a Monday morning bite for you, but before we do anything else, let's do the most important thing we do here at the Beaver Lodge. Say hello to Mr. Grizzly and ask, how's your mental health today,
1: sir? Well, good morning, Mister Beaver. Um, I'm very mellow this morning. Yeah. If I you can see that this, curling Chiron.
0: <laughs> prosecco <laughs> is my enemy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we
1: um, watched, uh, stayed up late last night watching a documentary on Elvis, um, and uh, we. I, I didn't realize how much prosecco we drank until this morning, and I'm not a hundred percent. A little die. <laughs> on the inside <laughs> we'll say that um <laughs> it's not that Prosecco tastes bad it's not that it's just, it, it doesn't like me and mm. uh, i'm I'm filled with regret this morning. <laughs> Uh, guilt and regret. The Irish breakfast. <laughs> yes, yes. That's that's a plate of uh, plate of that um, and a bowl of that, and uh, away we go with our day. I have to go into the office this morning. Uh, rare Monday. I have to go in. I have a uh, flag raising ceremony. I have to be present for. Oh yes, that's Monday true. Year. That's true. So Pride I got to leave at um seven forty-five. All right. Then uh, let's uh, make a very
0: efficient show for the kids. All right. Mm -hmm. How's that sound? Okay. Okay. Um, Let's start with uh, the wildfire updates Mm. because it's the big story. Uh, Wildfires have destroyed properties estimated in the thousands in numbers around Shushwap Lake, affecting many communities such as Lilluit, Little Shushwap Lake, Adams Lake, Scotts Creek, and Tappan. Uh, Everybody there has been evacuated and redirected to the Kamloops Reception Center. The Prime Minister has approved... uh, request from the government of British Columbia for additional support. Um, He is quoted as saying, we are there with Canadian Armed Forces resources. We are active in coordinating with regional local governments to make sure people are safe, make sure we are doing everything to protect lives and property. Firefighters say favorable weather conditions are finally helping them to make some progress. Forest Tower of the BC Wildfire Service, very appropriately named, (laughs) uh, says that it's now a 40,000 hectare. uh, For those who are wondering, a hectare is 10,000 square meters. It is now a 40,000 hectare fire. It went on a 20-kilometer run south in under 12 hours. It's probably some of the most extreme fire behavior BC might have ever seen. In Kelowna, um, homes were literally exploding. Uh, There were fireballs in the air, fire jumping the lake, as we talked about uh, last week, and uh, going from place to place, thanks to embers uh, just flying. Uh, Some firefighters had to be rescued on Thursday night after they got caught trapped trying to save people who defied evacuation orders. We keep on saying that when they tell you to go, please go. You put people at risk, including yourself. Uh, There has been better public cooperation noted since, however, uh, which is good. An estimated 500 firefighters are working to stop the spread of the fire that has now grown to greater than 100 kilometers square in size. Uh, I just said that in French, sorry. Square kilometers. (laughs) In Yellowknife, uh, there's been a bit of rain and it helped keep the fire at bay uh, from the Capital of Yellowknife. It's still about 15 kilometers from the city, which is where it was uh, about uh, when we left uh, before the weekend. 19,000 residents have been evacuated. Some of them have driven about 24 hours to Edmonton. That's about 95 percent of the city that's been evacuated. Mostly, there's only about a thousand people still there who are, you know, emergency workers. Um, uh, the cities of Edmonton and Calgary will be housing about 5,000 evacuees each in hotels uh, in British Columbia. Uh, Emergency Management Minister Bowen Mao um, has gone on record saying that there are certain parts of the province where um, accommodations, temporary accommodations like hotels, motels, and hostels are no longer eligible for people who are touring. Uh, the mayor of the area said, listen, we'd love to have you around, but... Uh, you, you gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah please, please please, please, leave, please, please leave. Thank you. Leave. Yeah. like we don't want you to go, but we need you. We need go. you to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that uh, you know, the housing for uh, emergency and essential workers and uh, all the firefighters that are coming in from elsewhere uh, have a place to stay when they need to have some uh, rest or, uh, and and need up. some time to to refresh. Um. They are hoping that Hurricane Hillary, which has been uh, hitting California on the west coast of the United States, the first tropical storm to hit there uh, in 81 years, which of course came with an earthquake, 5.1, yay, because Mother Nature, why not throw all of it at us? But of course, we've been throwing everything at you. We never listened to the warning, so I guess we get what we deserve. Um, But uh, they're hoping that that hurricane will bring some much needed moisture to BC on Tuesday and Alberta on Wednesday. In all, nine communities in the Northwest Territories have been evacuated. Shane Thompson, the Minister of Environment and Natural Resources for the Territories, says that the fire burning west of Yellowknife is unlikely to reach outskirts of the community by today or tomorrow. That was last night, he said that. But activity has begun to pick up with a return of dry conditions and unfavorable winds. Air crews continue to hit the fire from above, and an incredible team on the ground has established a 10-kilometer control line west of the city. Every effort is being made to prevent this fire from hitting the city. Conditions in the South Slave region are expected to worsen weather-wise today.
1: Uh, Have a look at prim- this. Have yeah. a look at this. This is a 10-second time-lapse of um, the West Kelowna fire. Uh, how fast it's... But this is a 10-second time-lapse, of course, but it, you can see how wide it's spread. Check this video out. This is uh, really something to see. Jeez. Yeah, just everything burnt, gone. Jeez. Oh, my God.
0: Everything. Wow.
1: Crazy, right? Oh, God. that's a f-
0: uh, Premier Carolyn Cochran of the Northwest Territories, who's been doing a fantastic job, she stayed there and she was even knocking door on door and helping to save people. Um, don't know many conservative premiers who would do that. Mm. Well, well, maybe I mean, they would surprise
1: us. Maybe they would mm-hmm. surprise us. Who knows? Isn't, isn't the Member of Parliament, uh, wasn't she railing on about oil and gas the other day, the Conservative yes. Member of Parliament for that area? Well, ray, railing on about carbon tax and yeah, oil and the, gas. The, meanwhile, and,
0: Wilson or something, her name is. Yeah, the, yeah, we have. A, we meanwhile. have a
1: yeah,
0: That was probably a, a home that was going with gas. Just, uh, this is my. Now, if you're watching that video, you see the people on the boats. Uh, people are telling people don't go on the wake with the boats. Yeah. <laughs> don't, 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 do don't, don't do that. Don't do that. And, uh, you know, especially the, the bigger lakes where uh, water bombers can land to try and grab water and then take off again. Please don't be on the lakes to watch. Please don't. Um, Premier Carolyn Cochran says, this is going to be a large bill and we're going to need financial help going forward, so this is a cause that I'm not letting go of. The Prime Minister says that Ottawa will support the territorial government, but a specific dollar amount was not promised, as we mentioned before. Uh, further support for British Columbia has also been pledged. The Minister of Defence, Bill Blair, says that another company of soldiers has been deployed for a total of greater than 400 of them on the ground, split between Yellowknife and Hay River. BC Wildfire Services say that at least 15 sets of equipment, including pumps, hoses, and sprinklers, have been repeatedly moved and or stolen over the last two days. An ATV has also been stolen, most in the Shushwap region, which is one of the most affected regions right now that really needs the equipment. So please, if you're not going to help, at least do not hinder. Lead, follow, or get out of the way but don't just stay there stagnant and don't make things worse. Hey, uh, over the course, uh, late last week and over the weekend, the prime minister had, uh, invoked, uh, the emergency cabinet response group, uh, to deal with this. Um, everything that can be done is being done. I mean, this is just, uh, yeah, this is an amazing, it's ever been and, and amazing. Not in the good way. Yeah, in yeah, situation. Uh, and uh, in Nova Scotia, for all the people that were saying, "Oh, lightning strikes couldn't have caused all these fires," well, according to Environment Canada, uh, MR, sorry, Environment Canada and climate, sorry, Environment and climate change, Canada, sorry, uh, tripping over my tongue today. Uh, the province know? of Nova Scotia had twenty six thousand recorded lightning strikes in July, versus an average of about seven thousand.
1: That's uh, that's a yes. tremendous
0: increase. So yes it can be lightning strikes. Uh, except for in the Shushwap region that's burning right now, uh, there is a su- suspicion that it might have been arson. Wonderful. There.
1: Wonderful. Uh, Just or, uh, if
0: not arson, at least human activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, because we can't assume yet, uh, unless they found a, an accelerator of some kind, which was not stated in the report. So I can't confirm or not uh, wow yeah it's uh, it's just crazy it's bad it, it's really bad I've never
1: I've, I've never seen anything like it no. I mean nobody has it's it, we're, we're in new territory here and every day it seems to be that there's a new uh, unprecedented uh, climate crisis emergency Event every single day, and and we just we're in we're in territory we don't know how to deal with it, and and scientists are going uh, this this it's all of our modeling scales so this is off the charts yeah and things this are happening off the charts. earlier than the
0: plan. Yeah. Uh, a province-wide state of emergency has been declared in British Columbia. Premier David Eby is on the record as saying, is, what we're asking all British Columbians to do is to stay calm, to stay alert. This is a historic wildfire season for British Columbia, and we need people to do their parts to make sure that our province comes through this as best as possible. By early Saturday, the McDougall fire grew to 10 times larger than it had been just two days prior, and the local UBC campus was evacuated. Uh, Emergency Management Minister Bowen Ma says that the number of people under evacuation order in British Columbia went from 4,500 to 15,000 within one hour over the course of the weekend. Uh, that is now over 30,000, and with at least 20,000 others on alert. I just... Wow. Yeah. In uh, Northwest Territories, greater than 3,000 people needed to be airlifted out. Uh Natural Resources Canada says that flames have burned more than six times the yearly average of area. Dave Phillips, a senior climatologist with Environment Canada, says, says, I think it's important that we see fires now in Canada as a year-round event, not just in June, July, and August, that we need to learn how to better to fight them and also improve the science of wildfires. They have their own ways of doing things, and because those have changed, we need to improve our understanding. And there was another person uh, that I the name wasn't clear um, because there's a couple of people in uh, interviewed and they had similar voices. So I couldn't tell who was saying what, but uh, basically said that um, we're at a state now where things are basically feeding themselves. The amount of carbon produced Mm. by these fires is more than two times what we would put out in a year, just from industry alone in Canada. That's pretty intense. No matter what we're doing If the world is burning and putting in more carbon just by the world burning, then we're producing every year on our own and we're trying to cut out our
1: emissions. (sighs) Well, and, and, you know, everybody, let me rephrase that. I shouldn't say everybody, but there are a number of people who get concerned when, when we discuss the fact that if every country on earth burned as much contributed as much uh, atmospheric pollutants as Canada does, we'd need three planets just to survive. Mm-hmm. Per capita, we contribute more than any other nation on earth. Mm-hmm. And while wow, there's only 40 million of us. It's not that bad. I'm like... You shouldn't be minimizing it in that respect. No, we should figure out ways to do better. Yeah, because that's the common one, right? It's like, oh well, there's only forty million of us. We can't produce. We could
0: stop doing everything whatever, and it wouldn't make a single difference. Because I understand in terms of overall quantity of the one hundred percent of mm. GHG gras- gases that are produced, we produce maybe two or three percent. I get that. I get that. But get we that. are far from two or three percent of the population. If everybody, as Mr. Grizzly said, produced like we did, we probably would have made ourselves extinct decades ago. Oh, a century ago. And in Montana where they just had that case where those kids who were from Mm -hmm. ages 5 to 22 when they brought the case all that time ago just decided Mm -hmm. in favor of the kids that approving oil and gas projects without taking any consideration about their GHG emissions, which was a law that Republicans in Montana actually passed, even though they have something in their constitution that guarantees a clean environment. And all the court case was for was to make sure that they have to actually consider GHG emissions before approving. Probably, that's the only thing that they asked. Where in the states going, oh my God, we got to be a law. Um, even there, when they wrote, the judge decided, decided that even though the state of Montana, which you really can't get more blue sky and rural, Yes, because even though the state of Montana itself produces a very low amount of GHGs compared to other states such as California, or New York, or whatnot, that quantity is still high enough to cause damage
1: to the children. That's right. Period. Damage is damage. Period. So You, you cannot minimize the fact that, you know, sure, we're a smaller population, but oh, oh so that means we should do nothing? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and, is it we should do, do nothing? And that whole
0: argument is like, well, we're another country. We have winter. Well, so does Sweden, Norway, Russia, and Finland. And, yeah. Yeah, China
1: and (laughs) we're
0: not, we're not the only Northern country other people have managed
1: and somehow figured it out. Yeah. You know, all of Scandinavia, when you, when you combine Norway, Sweden, uh, Finland, Denmark, uh, Iceland, they don't add up to 40 million, but it's close and they don't even contribute near as much CO2 as we do. Yeah. Not even close. So, you know, we can do better yeah we can do better and saying it, 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 you know when they when i hear people say well you know we don't care, blah, 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 i'm like you know all i hear from you is we've tried nothing and we're all out of ideas yep. right that's all and i we're hear we're exhausted we really can't
0: try anything else
1: we can't I just, we've come up with nothing and we're all out of ideas we've tried nothing and we're all out of ideas and nothing well, that you can suggest will work uh, so we'll just continue to on down the same I guess, pathway yeah. that we've always been. Yeah, I guess we just keep you know on doing thinkers doing. like that, people who say we'll just stay on the same pathway like we've always done. Yeah. If we did that historically, if we did that, slavery would still be a law. Mm-hmm. It would be illegal to be gay. You might have better living conditions now, but <laughs> <laughs> women wouldn't be able to vote. Like, think about this. if we always stayed on the same pathway, if we never changed our. The Earth ways, would still be flat. We would have never yes. been
0: curious enough to find out whether or not it
1: was. Well, Why bother finding out? Here. It's flat. It's flat, so let's. We'll just sail off the end of it. So don't even bother. I'm, right. I'm sure there's a lot of indigenous peoples in this in this part of the world. are going, yeah, that wouldn't be such a terrible thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this way.
1: The exits are here, here, and here. (laughs) Don't let the door hit you. There you go. (laughs) Have a nice trip. Bye
0: bye. (laughs) Thank you for time. (laughs) Thank you for flying Total Indigenous Airlines. Uh, (laughs) Don't
1: don't let the door hit you where the uh, creator deity that you praise to split you.
0: Yep. Oh boy. All right. That's the wildfire update. Uh, In political news, the Liberal Party is in. Prince Edward Island for a cabinet retreat. Um I've seen some comments. Uh I, I don't know if Canadians see it that way. Most Canadians see in that way, but yes, I can understand the fact that yeah, you know, affordability is an issue and cost of living and you announced that you're going for a 3-day retreat. Yay. <laughs> but I mean, all my life cabinets have not on cabinet retreats, so it doesn't really strike me as a as a weird thing, but yes. Some people could make that that argument. Um, the prime minister says that uh, everybody will be there except for the minister of minister of emergency preparedness, Minister Sajin, uh, quote, who will be joining us, but virtually. He's staying home in British Columbia to continue leading the federal response and coordinating it closely with places where they are threatened by fires. Uh, we are going to be taking some time to ensure further coordination and actions to keep people safe during this ridiculously bad summer. So there will be a time on the schedule reserved specifically for this within the cabinet meeting. But obviously, they will talk about other things because Parliament is set to sit in less than a month. And the Prime Minister says that uh, they will focus on housing and issues facing young Canadians, uh, claiming that the new cabinet is uh, to set a signal Um is set to signal a new focus on the economy and affordability. Uh, So it seems that uh, their internal polling has indicated that they might be slipping with uh, voters under 30 and uh, that they need to put some stuff in the window to appeal to
1: them. So that is going on. Well, let me show you this little headline from Sue today. Uh, S O O as in Sault Ste. Marie. Mm -hmm. Here's an interesting headline poll. Most think Tories would be better off if Poliver or Poliev left. Hmm. An online poll reflects the coalition of sorts behind conservative leader Pierre Polyev, younger, more male than not, and less likely to have a university education. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, that tracks. That's the, that's the people, the, that's the demo that they're, uh, they're desperately trying to court. Yeah, it says, most readers in an online poll this week said that federal conservatives would do better in the next election with a leader who wasn't Pierre Paul. Yeah. Some 61% of you felt this way, which is not much of a vote of confidence, but more than Justin Trudeau got last week, with 70% saying that the liberals would fare better in the next election if he made his departure. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, hmm. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Seems like it's going to be a none of the above election. Yeah. If there is one. Uh, south of us, um, the I had the. I don't know if I would say pleasure, um, but uh, mm. rather than reading it because uh, I was told it would take about four hours, um, I decided oh, okay. to uh, listen to NBC's Ali Velshi read the full indictment oh. against <laughs> Donald Trump. Four hours, my friends. Four hours, and. You know, Listen, like the document is very interesting, but when you're reading a document like this, there's a lot of words that repeat. A lot. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of Mm -hmm. because it's legal. So you know, like and in the case where the jury, grand jury saw this, then like this, and you get this whole lead-in, and then you get like about two or three lines, what the actual thing is, like this, as classified under subsection category, clause, whatever of the whatever. (laughs) It's like so it takes a while. Poor guy having to read that. Okay. There were 41 different charges. In the first charge, there were 161 individual acts committed in furtherance of the conspiracy. Some of them overt acts that were declared specifically racketeering, and then others just overt acts, predicate acts in furtherance of overt acts and further into the conspiracy 34 of the 161 were predicate acts specifically and the and funny well only needs to prove two of those 34 to get the rico charges to stick so hey you don't like this one i got this one you don't like this one i got this one you don't like this one i got 31 more (laughs) let's go through them all (laughs) um it took him about two hours and 30 minutes if not what to read the just the first count with all 161 hacks. Wow. And then there was another hour and a half to read the other 40 Uh oh, that's, that's just one of the four indictments, right? And you got like Trump going all over, going like, I'm charged in four cases at the same time. That's impossible. Well, it's not impossible if you're a one-man crime spree who has never been account- held accountable once in the 75 years that you've been on the planet before now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kinda, your karmic credit card kind of piles up,
1: buddy. <laughs> well, I, I read something earlier where he's quoting somebody who says, So and so said I have uh, total immunity, complete and total immunity. Yeah, you've tried that one already in court and it didn't work out for you. <laughs> you're, you're not the president anymore. And when you did the crimes, you're not immune from crimes. Yeah. Like you're not above the it's law. Just like, period.
0: Yeah, no, it's just like Mark Meadows and Peter Navarro and all of them arguing, you know, like, you know, Mark Manners goes, well, I was the chief of staff. So when I organized that meeting to overthrow the government, I was chief of staffing. It's like, except that the rule says that trying to overthrow the government you are leading is not part of the chief of staffing duties. Right? Mm. You, You know that, right? Please tell me you know that. (laughs) So, but the thing that I found interesting as Ali Velshi was reading the indictment was this fucker never took a day off on damn Christmas day Christmas day Mm -hmm. 45 himself was on the phone with the speaker of the House of Representatives of Arizona, Russell Rusty Bowers Asking him to commit an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy, asking him to unlawfully appoint illegal electors from his state on Christmas Day.
1: When you're criming, the criming doesn't sleep, you know. Uh, you know the song, "Christmas Time." He knows. He knows when you've been sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's, that's Trump know? doing his criming stuff.
0: How does he know?
1: Cause, well, he's spying on you. Big Santa. Through your microwave, according to, is it Marjorie Taylor Greene? Mm. Or was that Lauren Boebert? It was one of the idiots. We need to expose Big Santa. Mm, big Santa. <laughs> oh, oh, I've got a headline from Lauren Boebert right now. Here's a headline. Oh Justin Trudeau recently passed a lot of yeah. ban any non-approved media sources. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, the the new law does not ban any no, non-approved media sources. It simply requires payment from digital platforms to local yes. news outlets.
0: And to the conservatives who are saying the same thing, no, it's not the fact that the conservatives ruined your access. It's because corporations and organizations have decided they do not want to follow the law. And okay. you are cheering them on again in that. You love to cheer just, people on who don't like to follow Canadian law, don't you,
1: conservatives? Well, they, they really do bend over backwards for big, uh, corporations though, don't mm-hmm.
0: they? Speaking of bending over backwards, do you see that, uh, tweet from, uh, Karima? Oh, which, no, Is there, did I miss, I may have missed you it. You may have missed it. Oh, uh, Karima put out a thread, uh, basically saying, uh, yeah, I have, um, sued people (laughs) pretty much uh and in it there is a there's a i guess a screen cap um here we go i'll put it up here i might have to blow it up for the kits here there we go where i guess
1: um he dm'd her yeah you gotta you gotta blow it up a little bit more a lot more like a lot more okay (laughs) Yeah, keep going. Keep, there Trudeau. we go. Okay. That's, that's so Karima,
0: cool. amateur content creator Mark Slopinski has gone viral for his vulgar remarks about Justin Trudeau's 14-year-old daughter and musing about concentration camps for unvaccinated people. He's being sued for copyright infringement alongside the Canadian Anti-Hate Network and the Hill Times. The applicant's lawyer is at Double you, which is Fred, Fred Woo. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Mark Slopinski writes to Karima on Tuesday and says... "Serious, Seriously, Karima? So I guess, uh, he got a document and he's like, seriously, I'm being sued. And then.
1: T- I'm not saying that word. I know. I'm not saying that I word. I know. Tell that person, tell that, tell that. Racial uh, epithet. That derogatory racial epithet. Chinese? To call off the dogs, I'll bend over backwards.
0: Oh, 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 oh. Now you'll bend over backwards. Now that you've gotten a lawyer that has called you, um, you maybe should have thought of bending over backwards before you yeah. got something that would uh, get a lawyer letter, because it's certainly you haven't been warned. And um, then um, here's the Karima's response. As it happens, actually you read it, Mr. Grizzly. better than
1: As it happens, I am litigating against some of the same entities and their associates. My lower lawyer is Fred Wu. Slapinski is being sued in a wholly separate action. His problems are not my problems. Still, here's a free pro tip. Lazy racial slurs are a bad way to open dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. I hope she sues him into oblivion.
0: Mr. Slapinski. 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 <laughs> do bend over backwards, and once you start bending, keep bending. And keep, keep bending. till your spine snaps. Yeah, or whatever okay. you've got in place of a spine.
1: You've brought this upon yourself.
0: But this is the second time now I've heard he's done this because he, I know somebody. We yeah. know, somebody, uh, yeah. we know about, somebody who has served him as well. And it was the same thing. It was, like, oh, call them off, call them off. Promise I'll do everything. Uh, please, please, please. Hey, if you can't afford the fine, don't, do, don't the do the grime. Yeah. If you think you're too cute to do the time, don't do the crime. Well, first of all, you're not. Let's start with you're one. Not. Nobody's too cute to do the time. Nobody's too cute for that. But
1: we saw his uh, apology.
0: Yes, his apology. I wrote something. I wrote something that some people might have found offensive. I apologize. Didn't say what you apologized for. What the offensive thing was. No acknowledgement of the harm caused. No offer to atone. No offer to, and nothing stated to say how you will correct your behavior to make sure this won't happen again. Just that it won't happen. Again. That is not an apology. That's literally the probably the legal minimum that you had to. He had to do, and maybe even that's insufficient, which is why you probably got something going seriously green. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, this is this is funny. This this is funny. I gotta show you this. It, right hold now. on, though, I wasn't finished with uh, with Trump. Oh, keep going, yeah, keep so, going. So, um, so yeah, he so he calls Rusty Bowers on Christmas mm-hmm. Day, mm-hmm. which prompted Rusty Bowers to say, "Quote: I voted for you, I worked for you, I campaigned for you." I just won't do anything illegal for you. And then on January 4th, three days later, oh no, sorry, that was Christmas. So about a week later like this, Trump has Eastman, one of his lawyers, call him to try again. And once again, Bowers declined and once again made the statement that he would not be violating his oath of office. Don't know how much clearer you have to be. Um, Mm -hmm. On New Year's Eve, Jenna Ellis wrote a memo outlining a strategy for disrupting and delaying the vote count by Vice President Mike Pence. Typical New Year's Eve activity, right? Right. On that same yeah. day, New Year's Eve, Trump and Eastman um, filed false documents in court seeking emergency injunctive and declarative relief, even though earlier in the day, Eastman sent an email to lawyers associated with Trump's campaign admitting the knowledge that some of the allegations in the filing were not true. And then on January 4th, because they already tried to pressure East- <laughs> Pence, but they came back again on the 4th, Trump and Eastman met with him and the chief of staff to the vice president, Mark Short, and the counsel to the vice president, Greg Jacob, in the Oval Office, or in the awful office at the White House. In the Oval Office itself. And during the meeting with Trump present, Eastman admitted that both options being presented, either to delay the count or to uh, send it back to the states, were probably illegal (laughs) and violated the Electoral Count Act. While Trump was in the room. Of course. Acts 129 to 140, to 127 to 134, or something like that. There's about like eight or nine acts in the mm-hmm. whole thing that are specifically related to how Mike Prince was pressured between like January 1st and January 6th. They just kept coming back and coming back and coming back and coming back on New Year's Day. Kenneth Cheesebrough sent an email to Eastman and an unindicted co-conspirator number three, outlining the strategy for disrupting and delaying the joint session of Congress during which the votes would be counted. And then, in further communications, he describes the outcomes of these multiple illegal strategies as being, quote, preferable to allowing the Election Count Act to operate by its terms. Whoa! (laughs) So, uh, yeah, they never... Took a day off, never took a day. Nope. Off. New Year's Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Day doesn't matter. Wow, wow. Um, okay, Mister Grizzly, do we have a show?
1: Do indeed. I have to roll, so yeah, I gotta. I just have to show you this one thing quickly, really quickly, okay. and then we can uh, we can head on out of here. It's um, a photo of Pierre. Polyev about to rip his rubber face mask off like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible to reveal he's actually Stephen Harper. Uh-huh. I always I, think of V really when funny. they say that instead. Well, yeah, the lizard <laughs> yes. lizard people,
0: right? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, let's roll. Kids, uh, go. that's the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver podcast. We hope that you love listening to us because we love making this for you. Remember that sharing is caring and word of mouth is priceless so let your peeps and poops know about us because democracy is something that you do. Please donate to the red cross because again, our brothers and sisters all throughout the country need it and write your MBs because again, Hey, Doug Ford, we still see you. And we haven't forgotten you about your motherfucker. I yeah. always not. Uh, if you really like this podcast, you can find on Cryer. find us on the crier media network as well as all B for grizzly friendly platforms, stars and reviews are very much appreciated. Thank you so very much to everyone who takes the time and we love to hear from you. And uh, we received a, a, a letter. Uh, We did see it. So uh, thank you very much Uh, on our. uh, So uh, please write to us on our Facebook at True North Eager Beaver, our Twitter feed at True Eager or by email at True North Eager Beaver at gmail.com. And thanks to the Ray girl, you can subscribe to us via our pod page, podpage.com slash the True North Eager Beaver, lowercase letters with a hyphen between each one of those words. And we'll come straight to you as soon as we have something fresh off the bandwidth for you. Why not also subscribe to our True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated YouTube channel. Make like Kit Elaine and smash those buttons, the like, the subscribe, and the share that helps us out big time. And uh, we can see it in the numbers that it is working. So thank you so much. We can't do this without your kind and generous support. So if you feel that we've done a particularly good show, if we've done a particularly good month of shows, well, if you're watching, you can scan the QR code right by Mr. Grizzly's head. And that will bring you to the Beaver Lodge Emergency Hydration Fund. And if you're listening, you go to coffee ko-fi.com slash eagerbeaver lowercase letters all one word and that's where you can go to make your contribution to make sure that uh, we stay moist for you there you go (laughs) Uh, from the Beaver Lodge this is your eager beaver saying until next time dear kids it can be a tough world out there so please be kind to and gentle with yourself
1: Mr. Grizzly some words of wisdom please (sighs) well it's a troubled, difficult, tough world we live in right now, and climate change is very real. And it's destroying our planet because planet, well, Mother, Mother Nature is like, all right, all right, listen, you pricks. You, you've been messing with me too long. So do what you can to try and make a difference every day. Reuse, renew, recycle, be kind to everybody you meet. We're going through some tough times right now, kids, and... Kindness is really going to make a big difference, I think, personally. I
0: would completely agree with that. I would completely agree with that. Mr. Grisley, please roll them credits. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, The Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries, featuring a broad diversity of characters canadiantarot.com your uniquely canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum and the peppermaster hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind Some good news for uh, Canadians here, uh, but Canadians who make us proud. The World Athletics Championships have started, uh, and uh, we already have a world champion. Uh, a young man who goes by Ethan Katzberg uh, in the hammer throw won gold. He set a new national record and personal best, of course, nice. in the preliminaries, qualifying with a throw because you either have to reach a certain distance and you qualify automatically mm. for the final. And then the X number of, uh, uh, other throws that get to 12 person per group bring you there. Uh, so he set a new national record. And then in the final set another one. Nice. Yes. Through a throw close to 82 meters, uh, way to go. Wow. And, um, yeah. And, uh, and on the very first day in the 20 kilometer race walk, Evan Dunphy, who was an Olympic medalist and a world medalist, finished fourth. So close. He was 22nd at one point and kept climbing and climbing and climbing all the way to fourth, but just couldn't get that last step to the podium. Uh, on a day, that was really weird because there was lots of rain and water and stuff, which is unusual conditions for racewalkers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There you go. Uh, two days, a fourth place, and a gold. And oh. in hammer throw, there's depth. We had two people in the final and one person met the final by one spot
1: don't forget this saturday yes welcome to the place where everyone knows your name where everyone's your friend where good times are had by all sit back relax pour yourself a beverage and enjoy our company i know we'll certainly enjoy yours welcome to the true north eager beaver podcast once a month we gather at the lieutenant's pump at 361 elgin street in downtown ottawa canada's capital city bringing you joy and happiness all day long
0: i can't wait i can't wait i can't wait all right kids have a good day. day bye i can't wait i can't wait